When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we back. My expert opinion, the greatest show in the world. I had to chop the beard off. So. That shit is crazy. Yes, it's, just, it's like season two. <laughs> Every season, I'm going to just change it. You look like uh, a gigolo in training. Yeah, a I'm a gigolo, <laughs> always on the go. <laughs> I go with that. You know what gigolos are? Yeah. It's cool. I'm going to have go silk shirts on in the video. <laughs> oh, congratulations. So you on drink champ. <laughs> I was on Drink Champs. Yeah, he but was I on But I saw drink him champs. on Drink Champs. Yeah, I saw you on Drink Champs too. I saw y'all on Drink Champs. <laughs> oh, oh, trying shit. to figure this I out. You, you, and you. Oh, oh, y'all oh, oh, hey. Yeah, Could have sworn I saw you I on Drink Champs. I seen all three of y'all up there. So all three of y'all on there. Hit that like, hit that share, let everybody know you in here. Of course, you know paper unless you's a mother hater. And I'm going to tell y'all to subscribe too, because I noticed... um. Looking at the analytics, seventy percent of y'all watch the show and don't subscribe. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. It's disrespectful. So it's really like two million of them. You know what I mean? Like, what you hiding for? Yeah, what you? What are you hiding for? You ain't you ashamed scared? of liking this show. You know what it is. Yeah, doing. come on, man. Don't do that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, enjoy this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Matt. Salute. Any demos? Yeah, Shaw Summers. Facts. Shaw Summers out of VA. Beastly. Beastly. Got him. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's doing some he's doing some damage. Rewind factor heavy. Salute to Shaw Summers. Shaw Summers. Check that out. Check that out. Going bigger, man of God. Peace. Gat. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. Gat today. You said it right. That's you what I'm talking it. about. You got it. We got it. We back. We back. Y'all know that's flat murder. Back. You know that's flat murder, though. And it's, it's gone. Time. Yo, Chip, how you feeling? Yo, let me tell you something. Congratulations. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Big salute. Yeah. Big Congratulations. Big salute. Big salute. My man's getting married, y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, 
If you were side joint and you didn't know, it's over. It's over. It's over. How do you feel? Everything feel good, man. Like, you know, shout out to my, my fiance, Lanique, man. She held me down during a very dark period during my incarceration. And, you know, um, she's just solid, man. You know, she don't want too much. She's a very simple woman. She got her own. She don't need me for nothing. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So it's only right that I give her what, what she needs and what I need as well. You know what I'm saying? It's a two-way street. And mm -hmm. I feel um, I feel very proud that I, I'm in a position where I can do that right. in contrast to before where I have to go to, you know, street means to get what I need. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a blessing. I also want to say shout out to you. Shout out to Nori. Yeah. Right? For shout out to Nori, man, the whole squad. Yeah, shout out to all y'all, man. That was a, a beautiful moment, and, and we're going to continue to create beautiful moments. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Shout out to my man Dion Young in the building. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm grateful to be free. Right. That's right. That's Grown right. man business. Grown man business. Salute, champ. Yeah. 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 I love her because she got a room. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. Yo, we got 18 years in the game just uppercutting and hooking niggas and oh, just, oh, <laughs> oh, a lot of freestyles. Probably, probably the top three most freestyle, though, is that a term? Is it top three, top three most freestyle production? Production. <laughs> Help me say this right. He has the top I know mad you niggas production based freestyle. I know mad rappers out there. <laughs> that when you hear there's a freestyle. <laughs> there's a freestyle coming right after, son. Right after. Um, not only that, uh, generation now killing it. Mm. Uh, some of the biggest artists in the game right now. Um, just gangster grills, years and years and years of just bodying shit. And if you didn't know, this is the man behind the crazy production or the crazy production, 18 years of that. 18 years, bro. You got a lot to talk about. Yeah. That's a lot to talk. You wanted to argue? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's Ready. get it. We got Don Cannon in the building, yo. Where'd you get that from? Can't tell you that, bro. <laughs> what the? Man, can't tell you that. How we starting like that? Tell you that, bro. He pulled little seeds on y'all. What? I did that. Instantly. No, 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 I did that. You did it. That's yeah, your voice. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's fire. This is fire, dude. Nah, he didn't really do it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we just gonna keep it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna question. keep it there. <laughs> so, uh, so who's the best artist you ever worked with? Uh, the best artist I worked with was Buster Rhymes. One of them. Buster Rhymes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I always talk about the stories of me and Buster. He came to see me at the studio called Zach's. Mm -hmm. I think I, I had him come to do something for Freeway when I was uh, doing Freeway's tape. And uh, he just came in and just, the energy different. Like, he always pop up, pull a notepad out, right? One of these times he, he, he pulled me aside like, yo, what's Wells Fargo? It's like, as a bank. He was like, I can say that. I got Wells Fargo bread. I was like, yeah. But we always had that type of, you know, energy in the studio. Second up gonna be Lil Wayne, of course. You know, yeah. he's a, mm. it's a problem. You know Buster I mean? Wayne. Problem. Yeah, fact. Uh, I ain't gonna cheat and say somebody from my label, so I'm just gonna go ahead and go with like. Uh, you know they're gonna want to hear that though. Of course, I mean. You so know, if you could them. use somebody from your label, who Vert. would it be? Uzi Vert, Vert for sure. Vert. For mm -hmm. sure. Right. I gotta, I gotta say him because he's nonstop. Like right now, we're working on the album. We got 680 songs. Right. 
Sheesh. That's work. Yeah, from hold on, hold on, wait, studio. Wait, wait, wait. In, in what time minutes. frame? Wait, hold on, hold on. In what time frame? How long did it take? 18 months. Eight, eight. 680 mm. songs. Yeah, I call him the Kobe Bryant when they were saying he used to shoot jump shots after the game. That's what he doing. He'll give you a hit and go up do five songs a day. Wow. Everybody mm, I bring in, nobody believe me. I bring them in the studio to see, and they be like, you literally do five songs. I got people in the building that I brought, and they be like, he literally do five songs. Sober, high, when he used to get high. Now he's sober doing them. Ain't nothing changed. So he wanted he one of them guys. And it's different because we're getting all kinds of songs out of it. You know mm. what I mean? I'm getting, might get a rock song, a real rap song, because he really rap. Yeah. Might get the melodic shit that he do. You know, so. That's a fun thing, and, that, and that's why I referenced Lil Wayne and them because Lil Wayne was the same thing. He'll rap you to death, but he'll still like pull out the guitar and might do something. Right. Busta give you so many different flows, flows so many yeah. different beats. Like you can put anything on if you fucking with it, you gonna rock. You know what I mean? Well, so that's why that's why I picked them three. So it was the top three. Yeah. Who would be number four? Honorable mention gonna be Jeezy. Jeezy. Yeah. yeah. It's wow. just he's too convicted because you know when you. You rock on somebody like that that came from that cloth, like we 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 see an eye to eye on certain things. You know what I mean? So mm. five, I'll give you another honorable mention. I'm gonna go with uh that's a tough one. Always gets tough. Another uh, five. Oh. Who's making Let's go with tip. Tip? Yeah. Tip. Yeah. Let's go with tip. Shout out to T.I. Thought you were gonna say Jay. Well, you know, I never got a chance to really work with Jay in in in, in the studio. Studio. You know really? Nah. So Tip, I worked with my whole career. Um, mm -hmm. Luda, I worked with my whole career. Right. These guys that just come in the studio, no bullshit. You know what I mean? So I fuck with all of them. You know what I mean? You gonna get a call from Luda? Oh yeah. You put you put <laughs> Tip before me. Well, you know the reason why is because yeah. Luda was popping before we even got a chance to really get in like that. Ah, right. You know what okay. I mean? So Tip is like we grew. Yeah, I came with the together. king. Mm -hmm. You know, he always hit, hit me up. Luda did too, but Luda was astronomical by the time we even got our shit off. Like, right. doing the Luda tape was just out the question right. at that point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. that's why I'm saying like that. Like, Wayne was, you know, transitioning to saying he was better than Jay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the mixtapes was, you know, making him arguably that person. Yeah. Did you agree with that? That he was better than Jay? Yeah. I felt like, I felt like it's, it's pretty close rap-wise. If we talking artists... I don't know if we go song for song with Jay, but rap wise, he's different, bro. Like when he was really going at it, he did DOA. He mm -hmm. did uh, mm -hmm. Black. Uh, was Show, me shit? What you Show me what you got. Show me what Show you me got. What like, you got. I was on some. I was like, yo, yeah. Holmes might. <laughs> Holmes is in a good running right, <laughs> right now. You right. know what I mean? So, right. um, yeah, that's where I be at with it. Like, it's close. I just can't. You know, we gonna get into that later. Of course, yeah, of course. But we ain't gonna do. Um, I'm not gonna do hove like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. Like that. right, right. If, if there's anybody coming close, he's definitely close. Mm -hmm. Right, watch for sure. All right. So going back to this Ti thing, you guys gonna come up? Now, Drama gave us um his version of the growth throughout yeah. the years. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you? Uh, it's the same thing, honestly. When we first started with Tip, you know, when I made the beat go crazy, was his beat. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know what I mean? I don't know if everybody knew that. That was Tips uh, first. Dope, uh, dope boy go crazy. Yeah. He, he freestyled on drums, tape on it. Mm-hmm. But he really ain't do nothing with it. Right. And that led to Jeezy, like, hit me up later, like, what's up with that beat? Cash me out for it. You know what I mean? Um, but Tip, just on the way, like, coming up, bro, was just, like, not scared. Of, he was fearless, bro. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this straight. He took freestyle on that yeah. beat first. Yup. And then Jeezy took it and used it. Sir, this, here's the exact story, because I think that uh, we all got conflicting stories because of that era, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, Tip, Tip uh, freestyled on the beat. It was at the end of Drums mixtape. One When we did uh, Trap or Die release party in Atlanta, I think it was at 112 or Riviera at the time, I played it at the end on the walkout. I played that freestyle eight, nine times in a club. Mm. Mm. And Drum probably <coughs> co-signed this. Jeezy was over there. He walked up. He like, yo, what's that? It's like, it's a beat. It's like, yo, I need that. Like, it's available. You know what I mean? It's like, come see me tomorrow. But why was it available? Because it was just a freestyle at the time. Right. So, you know, I was trying to do so. I knew the beat was special. Like, right. I'm going to break it down because mm-hmm. I never told this story. We had an artist named Willie the Kid. Mm-hmm. That was his. I remember Willie. I remember him. That was his he, beat. He first. was uh, Lala Darkman's brother, right? Yes. Yeah. So shout that out was, to Lala Darkman. Yeah, shout out to him. Uh, the, that beat was theirs first. Right. Right. Then, uh, at that time, like, I was making a transition too. And it's funny that you was talking about Outcast on, on, on Offset. It's just. I was trying to figure out how to get my East Coast bounce to match down South, you know, what they was trying to do. Right. So the original Go Crazy beat had break beat drums on it. So it wasn't really like club, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, one of them ones. So I wanted to do, uh, flipping it and, and putting like, I think it was some of these records I was DJing the club with and they had a bounce. I said, I'm gonna use that bounce. Right. I can't remember what it was, but I put the bounce on it and uh, gave it the tip. And that's when I know, I was like, this drunk's special, bro. So Willie had a song on it first. Yeah, Willie. But with the breakbeat. Yeah, it had like breakbeat drums on it. Yeah. Right. It, it happened, we was in the crib. Like, we had our apartment, right? And the apartment was famous. Everybody been there. Raekwon was there. I seen you had Corey Guns and them on the show. Yeah, they came yeah. through, Jay Mills. Um, everybody would come to my crib and rock out. You know right. what I mean? So when I when I came, one, one day I was watching Dead Prez or something, and I, I heard the sample, right? Hmm. So I went and flipped it. But I was just in my basement mode. I was just break beat out you know yeah, what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I don't think they really like kind of gravitated to it because of the break beat mm-hmm. and then we moved into when I put the you know the drums on it it was mm-hmm. like okay right. but I knew when Tip rapped on it I was like this special but I was like damn he's just doing a freestyle on it you know right. and at that point he was already on his way too you know right. what I mean so uh, when Jeezy got it I knew it was special because he was like yo I got something special for you on this record I'm like what he's like the boy got on. Oh, the boy got on. <laughs> I said, "Man, stop playing with me, bro." Nah, he's yeah, a- you know what I mean. And then whole got on it and did them sixty-four bars. I was like, "Oh, I'm out of here." Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. Hear nobody bro, on that. Yeah, it's a crazy bro. time at all. At, all at that time, I was like, you know, John would tell you, like, I'm sleeping at his crib. Like, I get kicked. I was kicked out the dorm, college. It just was not right. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm going back to Philly every summer, trying to figure it out. And at that point, I was like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm just doing shit and doing shit. And that's when it clicked. It was like, oh, I am supposed to be here. You know, mm-hmm. I was going to keep working until I got there. But that was the point where it was like, oh, shit, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You mean when Jay-Z got on the record? When them t- too, because, listen, 
Jeezy was on fire. I don't know yeah. if anybody bro. Oh, yeah. felt we that energy. Know, we all know. We bro. were down there. We all know. Bro. Like, you know man. what I'm saying? Come on, man. Bro. He, he was the one that kind of like, Jeezy, Jeezy kind of opened the door for a lot of Southern artists, in my opinion, mm -hmm. up here. Because mm -hmm. when you heard Jeezy, it, was, it wasn't like hearing the Southern artists. Yep. It was like, oh, yeah, he one of us. That's another thing about the Go Crazy shit. It was like, I heard Tip flow on it. And we all call him the Jay-Z of the South mm -hmm. or the King of the South, whatever they wanted to call him. And his flow was like from up north. Yeah. So when Jeezy followed suit and was I was like, oh, this dude different. Yeah. Like he can do those. He can do that too. You know what I mean? Because yeah. mo you know, most people can't catch those flows and just uh, had a bounce with yeah. it was different. And I think that's what Jay took the liking to. It was like, oh, he, you know, he got a different flow. Yeah. But like that period, like I knew he was gonna be something like, like bro used to have. No trash bags of money from shows they done did in Alabama and stuff like that. I was like, oh, dude, hustle game is different from everybody, yeah. mm -hmm. and the matchup with the music was different. Like, and just and the fact that he knew about hip hop was a little different. You know, a lot of people come from the streets; they don't really know a lot about music. I mean, he'd tell you about anybody, Slick Rick, all that. You know what right. I mean? It was like it's yeah. usually another hustle for him, but he know that. Yeah, he knew he knew what he, he knew what he was getting into. Right. He was getting the rap game, not blindsided. He wasn't getting there like, yeah, I'm just hustling, just it's way cultural. out. Right, cultural. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I see it. Yeah. With, with that much, with that much steam behind what you were doing in general, it it still amazes me that you managed to keep out of the spotlight as much as you did. Yeah. Was that intentional? Uh, some of it, like you know, some people say introvert. I go introvert, extrovert, because I'm out. If I'm outside, I'm outside. Like, mm -hmm. I move around. People fuck with me. Like, I could talk with the best when I'm not in the corner. Like that, mm -hmm. you know right. what I mean? Right. And then most people that's coming up, just especially in our in our career, like a lot of producers played the basement. They didn't come outside. They didn't do a lot of talking. It was, you know, I had a little bit of that, yeah. that in me. But I think me DJing some of the biggest parties in the early 2000s, like Whitney Houston birthday party, all the Shaq parties, that's all the crazy. parties. Mm -hmm. I know people saw the BMF shit. I did a lot of all them parties. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I had a name, so it was like, I was feeling some type of way about that. You know what I mean? Right. I was feeling right. myself a little bit because I was yeah. like, bro, I am the youngest nigga out here killing shit. So right. I was like, you know, when the beats matched up, but then, you know, when we go create, we be in like a certain environment. So it'd be like, you know, I think uh, the producers now got a different platform because they able to market themselves in a different way. When I was when I was coming, there wasn't no marketing. We had yeah, on Instagram, right. we had a, the, the closest thing we had was Black Planet in MySpace. Yeah, we even right. did something off, you know what I mean? So. Right. When I went away, it was like I was private, but I was really cooking. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't do both at the same time. So I had like I had to balance DJing and cooking, DJing, cooking. You know what I mean? A lot of times people can cook for three hours, come out, be on the gram the whole day, be popping. You know what I mean? Doing uh, tutorials and I think we ain't had that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I seen private a little bit. So it wasn't that you were avoiding fame. It just wasn't yeah. in the mix of what you were doing. Your yeah. name was where it was, but you weren't looking to promote Rottweiler sat in that chair and told us all that he, fame, the, the fame coming on to his name and his success starting to grow, yeah. fucked him up. Yeah, yeah. Like he avoided it to the point where Because he, he, he saw what it did to people close to him. Exactly. And yeah, all. I feel that. But you got to control it. Like, you know, you know, I love Rottweiler. But I'm speaking for me, like where we come from. Like I come from Philadelphia. We was, I was playing basketball in every part of the city because... My father was trying to get me tough. Right. So when it was time for the for me to be in that position, it was like, man, you can't back down. 
yeah. gonna be on some sucker shit. So I, right. I just kind of kept it going. You know what I mean? Right. Like when that, when I got past like, um, when I got past some of the thresholds like the raid that we had, right? That's when I started taking things seriously. Oh shit, you on some, you on some other shit? You about to get locked up? And, you, so you, I mean? you took it serious after the raid? <laughs> yeah. I, well, I took, I took the, uh, I took the yo, slow down, think about what you're doing. God put you in a good position. I see. Yeah. You know what I'm okay. saying? So right. then it started turning into yo, be a businessman. Watch how you moving. You know what I mean? I don't know legal shit, but just watch how you moving from a standpoint of um, being in front of people. Again, I want to talk about Philly because I can't come back home shine, outshining. We can do what we want to do. I'm coming with all this jewelry. You see what happened in different these cities. Right. I felt like, man, I couldn't even speak eye to eye with certain people because they was looking at my chain more than they was looking at me. And well, I wanted to connect. Shit too. Yeah, I wanted to connect. So <laughs> I wanted to connect. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, motherfuckers hurting their neck. Like, come on, dog. Stop talking, man. And we going to different cities. Like, you know, in the World Star days, you just kept thinking you was going to get World Star. Yeah. So I used to play the wall like this, take a picture, talk yeah. to niggas. But I look niggas in the eye because I'm trying to figure out what they doing. What nigga be on. You know what right, I'm saying? So right. then I got in that space where I was like, just kind of like ducking and dodging BS. And then that, that turned on to people like, oh, you was private. But I was really telling people I was Scotty Pippen. Because we had Jordan already doing, I'm not trying to do what John was doing. Right. I was just trying to add to it. You right. know what I mean? So that's where it became like I was, it felt like I was private. You know? And right. everybody in here that's love fame or don't love fame, at some point, you're going to play it smart. Like you watch yeah. those guys. Like, you realize, out, they yo, jump I, in, they jump out. They jump in, jump yeah, out. That's I just my character. I can't be here. I can't be there. Yeah. What, were, what were the bad habits? I kind of wanted to go back to this Jay-Z thing, man. Jay-Z, you joy? And you was just calm. like, oh, yeah, I'm out of here. No, bro, you ain't going to party? <laughs> nah, I ain't going to party, but at that time. How did you find out that he was on the record? You heard Jeezy told me. Jeezy told me first. Coach K told me second. Like, mm. Jeezy kept saying, yo, I'm telling you, the boy on there. I'm like, ah, right, yeah, yeah. That's why I was right. acting like that. Right. And Coach K was like, low. Holmes did 64 bars. It might be the best verse he's did to date. Six. I was like, how? Like, on my first record? Right. Album, right. Going at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know right. what I mean? So I'm like, okay. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, shit. It's mm -hmm. different. You know what I mean? But what was it like? Like, you listening and, and, and it, he just keeps rapping and you're like, yo. Yo, I didn't. Bro, even, I would have cried. I was trying to, but I'm going to tell you something. I couldn't even, I can't even think about it because. It was unreal to me. You know what I mean? Surreal moment. Exactly. So when I seen the verse in Hip Hop Quotables and I read it, I'm like, oh, he really destroyed my shit. My shit. Yeah. Then the second time I seen him, uh, Jeezy brought him out at uh, State Farm Arena in Atlanta. And he's like, yo, Hove about to perform the joint. That's when I had the loaf of bread, scared shit. I had the thug tear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, was yeah. on some, <laughs> right. I was on some. When he was up there and they were singing that word yeah. for word, I was like, Oh shit! This is crazy. You know what I mean? So that is a yeah. classic record, bro. Did, did you meet him appreciate after it. that? Yeah, yeah. I met him a few times. And then yeah. it, he 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 talked to a couple people, caught, talked through a couple people to get records from me. I sent a couple. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, me and Swiss was working together on Cassidy and stuff like that. So yeah. I was sending beats to him and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But I never really got to the studio where we was in there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But. But to know he dropped sixty-four bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my question. How does it make you feel to know that like your beats help inspire greatness as far as the lyrics on your? Yeah, shit? yeah. Because you're like, the how does that make you feel? 
it made me feel good because, you know, as we coming up, we always want to give to the culture. Like, I ain't taking from the culture and not giving nothing back. Mm. So when I was doing this stuff, I was like, yo, bro, I got to I gotta figure out how to... You know, I'm competing with people that was going crazy at the time. Right, right. You right. know what I mean? Like, my main... The people in my in, in, in my path was Ye, the Justin, uh, Just Be, uh, Just Blaze, Blaze. Yeah. you know what I mean? No disrespect. Just yeah. Blaze, right. uh, Bink. Bink. That's my, that's my OG. It's my OG. But yeah. I, these is people was in. That's crazy. Nobody was in my rear view. I was watching these guys get busy. I think Bink is on next. Yes, he is. Yeah, he and, is. Uh, yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, all them guys, like even when I was speaking about Just Blaze, right? When he made uh the rock, right? I was like, nigga, that's me. That's what I do. I'm energy. You know right. what I mean? But mm -hmm. I was, he was gone. He had everybody rocking. So I'm like, right. man, I'm gonna get close to Beans and all these niggas. I gotta do something different, or at least give them a name. Like you know wow. what I'm saying? You, you just skipped the whole list. D. Yeah. That's the it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. It is what it is. Home, son. Yeah. Sixty-four yeah. bars. Yeah. Come on, son. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Folks go their whole careers trying to get and one of those dudes and then, on I don't think Hove ever rapped sixty-four bars on another track. Yes, he did. He did. did. Oh, God's God, God did. Oh, God, God did. did. Way no, more than that. No, God, God did, and I think um, the Diamonds, well, Diamonds he, remix. But he did the shit with uh, Dr. Dre and him too. Uh, Three, what was it called? Three oh, the, Kings? Yeah. Three Kings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him, Rick Ross, and Dr. Dre. Yeah, yeah I remember that, joint. Yeah. But yours was the set-off. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yours yeah, was that, the set-off. That was set the first, yeah. like, bro. It's New York, so you know they was playing the whole yeah, verse bro. every time. So yeah. it was a no cliffage, nothing. They was yeah. letting it run. Yeah. You couldn't walk down the block that summer without hearing... Yeah, once you and you once yeah. you heard it, it was like stopped everything. It was over. like here we go. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Son, that, that shit was. And you cracked. said you, you called the sample from Dead Prez? Uh Dead President's the movie, I was watching it. So it was, it was Isaac Hayes sample. It was uh uh, uh uh the the impressions, Curtis. The impressions. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that that's where yeah. all that inspiration came from. I love knowing it. I love knowing You may be too, you scheme. You scheme. Like, do other producers come up to you and be like, yo, you got that sample? And you'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, one. yeah, like, a lot of times, yeah, man. I mean, man. I mean, I'd be like, man, go ahead, man. Do your shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Do your shit because I know what I'm going to do. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm in a room full of people. The way I look at records is totally different because I'm energy based. Like, a lot of people can't see that view. They can't look outside and see the street. Mm -hmm. I see it. You know, mm -hmm. I see what they're going to do. And that's why Uzi got so much energy with records. I look at the crowd. I see him at Coachella when I'm getting ready to create. The beat I'm making is for Co Coachella. You know what he I mean? already manifesting. Yeah, yeah. so I, that's why I get, like, even with Jeezy New Joint, like the Snowfall Joint, like, even though I didn't do all the records, I kind of facilitated the whole thing. Like, I was picking pieces because I was like, bro, you need this. This is where they want to hear you all over the world. Right. And mm -hmm. that's where I'm like, you know... Um, that's what I be getting into. Like I, I'm very visual. Like I, you know, I could take this and go to Jungle tonight and go crazy on a beat. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's because I'm, I'm thinking about the conversation, the argument we about to have. I'm put all that shit into a beat. <laughs> do you see sounds in color? Nah, I, when people be saying that, I be like, what do y'all like? We talking about some colors? Uh, like it's a, you know, synesthesia. Yeah. synesthesia. Okay. It's a condition. Okay, it's a condition where people see sounds in colors. Yeah. Havoc has it. Pharrell yeah. has it. Yeah, Havoc. Yeah. 
That's the guy. Yeah, I have it from Bob D. No, he, he laced me up. Salute he laced had, me up with a couple yeah. of joints. He did? Yeah. Bro, he's yeah. that guy, bro. Again, these is people that was in front of me I was looking at. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, DJ Premier was the godfather to me. He was the person I had the training wheels off. I duplicated every beat he made until I could take the training wheels off. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And then Havoc was the person like, oh, you making that. <laughs> that. Like yeah. Godfather part three. Yeah. Hell on Earth. Yeah. Like them joints were sinister. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. that's where I was in. You know sinister. what I mean? I was that's in that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. GOP, Father Part sinister. Three. Yeah. QBC, yeah. So who were your favorite producers coming up? Uh Premier. That Premier. was the person I copied the most. Mm -hmm. Uh Havoc. Uh Beats by the Pound. Mm -hmm. Oh, good uh, one. Organized noise. I was just about to ask. Uh, Doctor Dre, of course, my Dr. favorite. Dre, of course, yeah. Uh, and I he's can't. Your favorite. I, yeah, he's my favorite. But I can't leave out all the people around like Battle Cat, mm -hmm. Jelly Roll, Mailman. Uh, Did you fuck with the Beat Nuts at all? Love the Beat Nuts. Yeah. yeah, I just me coming up, I didn't really like they was cutting up everything, and they got to the jazz. I was in jazz for like one hot second. I was just looking for loud ass horns. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But love the Beat Nuts. Uh, Q-tip. Q-tip for sure. All yeah, the tribe. Uh, people don't know this. Redman made beats like Redman, mm -hmm. Eric Sermon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All that, bro. Ear, bro, all ear that. productions. Yeah, all that. All Eric that. and Reggie. Yeah. Oh, in my 17, 18, 19, Dilla was, I was on Dilla heavy. You know what I mean? Mm. It seemed like everybody had a Dilla thing. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I didn't get it because I was, uh, again, I was premier at RZA. You know what I'm saying? 97, I was coming out of high school. I was listening to Wu-Tang Forever, right? Yeah. And I thought RZA was like God. You God. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I when I uh, I came to Atlanta, I ran to this kid named Detroit Red. He was like one of my roommates or whatever. And uh, he was playing Slum Village and Dilla. Mm -hmm. And he kept saying, man, you got to get on this. And I never got into it. And I don't know what it was. I think one day he left it on in the room and I was asleep. The next day I woke up, I just caught like the soul vibe. Like mm -hmm. Soul Aquarians and all that. And I just got in that mode for like three, four years. Wow. That helped me because it got me away from being so rugged. I was just so rugged. And then now I'm adding a little finesse to it. And now right. I'm building them together. Right. So now it's like Dilla became the favorite for like a, a hot second. You know what I mean? All the way up into now. Like I'm still listening to Dilla. You know Who were the artists that was rapping on those beats at the time? Dilla? No, yours. Oh, my beats? Yeah. Before Go Crazy? Uh, Willie the Kid. Uh, but even before that, uh, who was, was the first artist that rapped on your shit? <laughs> me. And she was in the studio like he said. You? Me. At, at eleven years old, I made that album. Eleven so years old. So let me go through. The, let me go through the process. All right. Three years old, I got my first turntable. Five right. years old, I did my first party. Right. Eight years old, I wrote my first rap. Eleven, I made my first. You said album. five. Five, I did my first party. Yo, did he beat Clark? I was Clark. I think Clark said he was four. Four? I want to say Clark said he was four. Five Fair years enough. old, you DJ the whole party. That's it still a prodigy. A wedding. A, 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 a wedding. Yeah, it might have been five or six. 
five or six. Whoa, 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 that's that's a professional game. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah like facts. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, people pay. I don't know. It's a cousin's wedding. I don't know. It's a cousin's wedding. Yeah, but they. I'm LeBron's father, and I look over at the DJ booth, and I see He can barely. I'm going to be like, yo, who did this, man? Who did this? Yeah, it had to be five or six. I always said five, but I might. That's hilarious. But the table would be lower. Okay. You know what I mean? I had belt drive turntables. <laughs> yeah, I, I had all the cheap shit. You look like six foot at five. Nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yes, I, you know, those are the timetable. 11, I made my first album. Uh, 15, <laughs> I made my first mixtape. Right. Uh, 15, you made your first mixtape. Yup, in high school. Of well, you. What'd you, what'd you rap like? Uh, I had other people rap uh, records on it. Like, I wouldn't, I was deep, like, underground, like, uh, uh, MF, you know, mm-hmm. MF Doom. Mm-hmm. I, I was, uh, it was a lot of cats like uh, Royal Flush. Mm-hmm. That, that's all the I stuff I was listening down. to in high school. It was right. like I started putting out on mixtapes and I would draw the cover. I was the last Don. That was, was my DJ about? now. I was just rapping about anything. Remember, remember any lines? Nah, because I don't know what I was you talking about, dog. Shit, I wish. Man. I wish. You remember that yeah. shit. You don't want to rap Yeah, on. I was writing for my cousin. I was. I felt like we was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I was writing his raps and putting wow. his joints up. Yeah. So hey, your rap name was The Last Dawn? The Last Dawn, yeah. The Last Dawn. Yeah. At 11? You yeah. was definitely selling drugs. <laughs> 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 definitely selling drugs. You can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. 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 Last Dawn. Last <laughs> Dawn. Come yeah. on, son. You know. Yeah. Ain't no book bag on the cover of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got keys. <laughs> long made suits. Yeah, I was you know a hustler. Man? Like in high school, anybody could take note to this. Like, man, mom probably kill me. She used to buy me like all the whack color Tims. So I used to go sell them. Like she'll get. You remember when the green and blue joints oh, came out? Yeah. And all that. Like I wanted the Tommy yeah. Hill khakis. I had the Hagler joints. I had. You know, I go to school, flip them. All kinds of. That's my hustle. I was just selling everything, bro. I went to. I went to buy my mom vegetables, you know, stole a couple, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Went to the record store, spent the money on records. I was just that type of dude. You know, wow. I, mean, I was a, just a hustler. I shoveled snow. I was swimming. I was teaching everything. I was doing anything to get some, some money. Like I was just telling them, uh, I used to slide up to New York to go to Rock and Soul and all that. I was 17 years old, bro. Mm. Like for, I'm watching kids now and I even travel to D.C. Because they, you know what I mean? I was yeah. out here. I was right. moving around, like rock and soul, going up to Harlem, they going to get records just to, you know, come back home and cut. Because Philly had a couple of record stores, but I was just wow. moving, young. You just hopping on the bus? I was hopping on the bus. I got the R7, which was like, you know, through Jersey. You go to Willemboro and just catch the joint up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was just moving around. Just as long as I was home by 12, moms, it didn't even matter. You know so what I mean? Were your parents like musically inclined? Were they ones nah. that influenced you musically? No. Now, nah, my dad messed around with the guitar a little bit, but he. You know, he he was a school teacher. You know, one of the one of the best jobs in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, talk to kids or whatever. Right. So he was that. My mom was an uh, was an accountant, but she worked for the uh, she worked for the courthouse too. She was the clerk. Mm-hmm. So that's what they was into. I, I got it from my uncle. My uncle Keith was yeah, one of the biggest uh, DJs in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and he really put me on. And the way they explained it was, I was crying all the time when they put the music on. I stopped crying. So that's how they figured out I was going. Do music, whatever. When did you link up with Cannon? Between all this moving and shaking? Uh, excuse me, drum. <coughs> drama. Uh, I, linked up, I linked up with drum. Y'all niggas related? Nah. No? Nah. Nah. Drum. Uh, 
So I went to high school with this kid, Jabari. And uh, Jabari was like, yo, when you go to Atlanta, you got to give this nigga drum. He already moving. He working with the Roots, Bahamadia, all them. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I slid down to Atlanta to go to school. I finally ran up on him. Uh, the first day we met, I always tell the story. He get mad as shit when I tell the story. First day I met him, I was like, yo, what up? I'm Cannon. I make beats. Da -da. He like, yeah, young boy, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he ain't do that. That's how I remember it. That's how I remember it. So, uh, when I, uh, so when he did that, I guess I gave him the beats. So I was like, yo, listen to him. Let me know. I ain't expect him to hit me back. Because, you know, niggas be friends. But he went home. He called me the next day. Like, yo, I heard them beats come to my crib. So I was going to crib. He was already having people come to his crib and record. He messed with this group called Binkus. I always just wanted to get placement so everybody. He was around Talib, he's around most, Black. Like he was already gone. So right. once we once we connected on the beats, I think he made he got 30 beats he made himself. And nobody knows this. Drown mm. made 30 beats, 30 beats on an NPC, but yeah. never did them again. Why? Because I scared him. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. But, but yeah, he had this one CD, it was like 30 beats on it. But I was just consistent. Was he good? Yeah, he was good. I think he was, he stopped and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna manage you." So he was like moving around my beats to people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, Were you still rapping at the time? Nah, I stopped rapping like right out of high school. I was like, man, two things I left: basketball and rapping. Basketball, I was like, oh, I'm not doing what Kobe did. And rapping, I was like, man, these, these dudes too good. But I knew I was good at DJing and making beats for sure. You know mm. what I mean? They couldn't fuck with me on that. Mm. Are you still you still see yourself as competing now? With all the success, everything you've done? Um, I'm competing with time now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to get somewhere. I keep always telling people we on borrowed time. So I'm always trying to get all the history out as much as I can to get to the, to the culture before my time is up. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's what I'm competing with. I used to, all the way up until like 2016, 17, I was on some Spike Lee shit. I would always get nominated for a Grammy and never win. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, <laughs> after a while, like, you know, I never went. So the first couple times I went, and I was like, oh, this is what the show about? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I ain't got to go back. And mm. I was like, you know what? That don't define what I'm supposed to be doing. You right. know what I mean? People love me when I go in the streets. People nominated. tell me, like, he was just telling me, like, yo, we was listening to your joint in the pen, and we was rapping on your beats. Like, all that matter. Right. All the rest of this shit don't matter. Like, the, that's accolades. After whatever. a while, did you, like... Did you start asking people there, like, yo, how, many, how much you got paid for one of them grants? <laughs> nah, I just was like... You ain't never think, like, nah, uh, what, what did I think at that time? I probably was thinking, like, people was on the board, was just pushing shit through, yeah. letting niggas win. I, I was going through that mode, because I was mad the first four years. Was it true? I don't know, bro, because I never really... Once I got on the board, it was straight. I was like, I was on the board for a little bit. It was like, yo, they not cheating? You know, I'm getting on the board to cheat. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, when you get in them chapters and stuff and you realize people's really like voting for their favorite joints and it's their opinion that get them people what they're getting. You right. Know what I mean? Still. Yeah. So you're on the board now. Well, I'm not anymore. We you gotta keep up with it, bro. Like you gotta mm -hmm. go to the um, outings and stuff like that. I, you know, I ain't got that much time to be, you know, mm -hmm. moving around. So who's on the board now? Uh, a lot of people. I know uh Brian Michael Cox is on one, uh from uh from <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta, you know, he worked with JD. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Brathwaite, I work with, which is a mixer. Uh, he got twenty five Grammys or some shit like that. Mm. Sheesh. Uh, a lot of people on the board. So we, yeah. when I when I see them, it just be like a 
whole round table of people just really voting for what they want. Knife is on the board. Knife is on the board. I think Torre. I think is Gu on the board too. He might be. I'm not Gu sure. Might about be on the board. I think Torre is on the board in New York. Torre. Yeah. Yo, twin. College <laughs> your boy, man. You know what I mean? Shout to Torre too. That's Word. my guy. Yeah. People think we look alike. Nah, they tried to clone me and fucked it up. Cold blooded. Cold And that nigga's on the board. Like, what, what are you, I love what are you doing? man. You know what What are you joke. doing? Yeah. Nah, we make that joke probably once or twice a year. Hey, right, you might want, might want to retire like, that. He's on the board now. Look at Matt Hoffman and his Torrey. Or they'd be like, look at Torrey. I, I do think that shit is strategic with the, uh, with the, with the, with the artists from the Grammy standpoint, though. Because mm-hmm. I think they target different when places they know they can win in. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Like some people might go into gospel. Some people might go into uh, a different type of genre, like a, make a jazz album or stuff like that and get mm-hmm. busy. Um, mm. But I think it's targeted like that sometimes too, because it, once you start winning them, it's like you know what I from what I heard when you have a baby, you just start having babies. You know what I'm saying? Right, or you right, get a right. tattoo, you just keep getting tattoos. Like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. I heard yeah. when you get the Grammy, it's like you figure out, it's like you win the NBA ring and you figure out how to get there every time. So now you're like, mm-hmm. okay, you now we're the algorithm, right? So does that mean nah? Person had a Grammy already. I was about to say something. Go ahead, man. Drum got one. Yeah, Drum got one. Yeah. I, th- got I felt one. like the game owed him one, bro. You know what I mean? Game mm-hmm. owed him one. He put on a lot of work for this. Like, even when, like, he'll tell you, like, being a Pippin, sometimes he had to go on the road and, and make a name for us. You know what I mean? And right. I had to fall back and do some of his work. You know what I mean? Right. And, and that's just what, you know. You know the homies do, and I felt like he was making he was making so many uh, moves to better the culture, and I feel like he got he got slapped in the face every time. Mm-hmm. They wanted to doubt him from any borough, any city in the south, any city on the west coast. Right. It just was always like, yeah, he that guy, but it was like we never gonna give you the merit, and I don't know why. At it's, some point, you think, you think the case had something to do with it? Uh, I I don't think the case had something to do with it. I just felt like the mixtape culture came from New York. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I felt like you're going to ultimately give the merit to anybody else. You're going to give it to y'all top people. So like, um, like the clues and all that, like there's never going to be nobody better than them in New York, in my opinion. That's right. when I come or, or up north, it's like Clue. Some people say doo-wop. Case uh, Slay for sure. Kid Capri. Uh, Kid Capri. Mm-hmm. All these guys, I feel like it's just never beating them. You know what I mean? But Drum did so much for the game, I feel like like it was old to him. So when we saw him get the Grammy, it just meant something different because the person that the person he won the Grammy with saw it. You know what I mean? The person with the Grammy was like, yo, I get Grammys, bro. That's what I do. Right. Mm-hmm. Watch this. We about to get a Grammy. I want to yeah. show you what's going on. Mm. And I feel like he, Tyler carried that. I yeah. felt like he was like, yo, I'm taking you on this ride with me. You deserve right. it. Right. And, you know, I feel like that's what I mean by, like, he really deserved to have that Grammy, like, yeah. for yeah. what he do. You know what I mean? He's not a producer like that. Right. You know, he wasn't he in rap. the building for that, right? Nah. Uh, Were you in the building for it? Uh, no. Oh. No. So that's what I felt. I felt like he deserved that shit. Do you yo, think you have one coming? Yeah, Definitely. You know, from what we building, but like again, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? 
I might run over him. You know what I mean? What you waiting for? You, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's coming. I just feel like I'm not waiting on it no more. Like, mm. like what I'm doing, what I'm doing right now with, you know, Jack Harlow and Uzi Vert and all these artists coming up, bro. Like, I'm not waiting on that shit. Like, I did, I did great shit with Meek Mill. Like, people love that kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I did great shit with Dirt. People love that kid. Like, what I'm doing for the culture, I, I'm not waiting on no achievement to tell me what I did. I know. Because people speaking to me about it. You know what Every I mean? Day. That's it. That's all I need, bro. That's my merit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what, you know, going back a little bit, what were the bad habits you had to stop once you realized, yo, I'm Don Cannon, I can't be? The bad habits. Um, like, was you pulling up to side chicks cribs? And <laughs> nah, I wasn't doing that. I wasn't <laughs> doing that. Uh, but previous to my wifey, yeah, I was going crazy. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. I was going crazy, and it was taking up a lot of time. So I was focused on different things. I was like living in Don Cannon world and not Don Cannon world. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, right. you Donald Cannon. You ain't Don Cannon. Like, get it, right. get it together. So I feel like um, that. And then I was telling them like by 2005, six, I had already touched the M. So it was like, you know, I'm I'm out here getting cars, changing the color. You just go get something else. Buying chains for no reason, letting mm. people have them, moving off. Like my whole brain was just moving at a different speed that I ain't like. I ain't like that. I was Reckless. buying everything. Yeah, I was doing whatever. Right. But I'm glad it happened because you know, you get it, you lose it, you get back. You know what I mean? What right. snapped you out of it? Uh, one was the raid. Actually, the raid because when you get in front of a judge and they say no bail, that kind of it kind of puts you in a space where. Like, but you know, oh, you ain't got no control. Yeah. You know? When all the money is useless. What exactly yeah. was that raid about? The raid was about a, a mixtape seizure. So yeah. uh, it, they were saying it was like we were making bootleg tapes. But they, the, you know, the authorities didn't really know what the mixtape was. Or they had a little bit of inkling what it was. Right. From our standpoint in the South, it was we were making bootleg albums. We were changing the covers without the code yeah changing yeah. the covers and putting them on different right. tapes so it's slightly different from the copyright infringement but yeah. it was in the same family so what i was trying to figure out at that time because i was like keeping up with that so they said the copyright infringement if they had took a song from the radio or someone album like dj clue and all the other djs was doing and made a mixed cd they were saying that was illegal because they were saying those songs belong to the record company and for them to put it on the mix CD was different. But y'all was making y'all actual own albums. Mm -hmm. So I was confused, how did y'all get caught up in that? And then I was confused, how did so many other DJs that were big time dodge the bullet? Dodge that bullet. Well, I feel like that what Drum said, he took the fall for hip hop. You know what I mean? We, mm -hmm. we, really, we really changed the game what we was doing. Like we was doing, like people was actually coming again, coming to my crib and doing freestyles. Uh, our fir my first, uh, our first tape in conjunction with Generation Now was called Generation Now, and we were breaking young artists. Everybody, we felt like everybody wasn't gangster girls, so we we made a brand called Generation Now. The first tape was Yay mm -hmm. Buttons, Corey Guns, <laughs> J Mills. Mm -hmm. Wow. Did a second one. We had Stat Quo. I don't know if y'all remember him. Mm -hmm. Of course. Uh, we had uh, 
we had like a couple other cats, like but we was breaking artists on another level. And then even with the artists, like it was absurd to see Grammy award winning John Legend on our tape doing an intro outro and giving us exclusives to put out. It's absurd, bro. Mm. Like we did a tape with Niles Barkley, Grammy award winning. They made us do the mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, we had Beyonce drops. We had uh, A. Marie drops. We had everybody in the world. It didn't. It didn't seem real. It's like how? Yeah. How yeah. are they doing? How? how? Right. So that's where it was like it was confusing. So I felt like they thought we was bootlegging everything. You, how were yeah. you doing it? Sorry. No. Okay. Oh, good. How are we doing? Yeah. Part? Like getting, getting the Beyonce drops. Bro, bro you just, how you doing that? I mean, a lot of the work was through uh, like meeting them in person. And then there was a lot of people that was just trying to get next to us and they couldn't figure out how to do it and be, you know, politically correct with their situation. Mm. So everybody just wanted, it was, it was golden marketing at the time. You know what I mean? It was right. just, it was something they was doing. You know what I mean? Right. Like I said, we wasn't the only ones that did it. Like you listen to some Kaluminati uh, mixtapes mm -hmm. and all of them, like they had freestyles that was given to them. Mm -hmm. They were right. saying their name on it. Like you open our tape first, First person you hear is drum, yeah. cannon. We got another one. It's like, bro, they not expected to hear that. Yeah. They just thinking it's like we took, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, crazy in love, and swapped the cover off. That boy like hosted <laughs> by Beyonce or whatever right. it was at the right. time, and it was like, oh, they, they just swapping the covers, and it yeah. wasn't that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was a great area too because it was like, uh, it was a lot of copyright stuff. You know, the IRAA they can't really, they protect the labels. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I know one thing we did do, everything we was doing was for culture. You know what I mean? We was doing that. Like, besides any money that ever was made in that time period for whatever, everything we was doing was the brand ourselves. Mm -hmm. Drum always say, yo, all he wanted to do was have his name on a flyer. All I wanted to do was do every hot party in the city of Atlanta and beyond. So that's anything that could help us get there. Like if mm -hmm. I need to make a mixtape to have AG say, yo, come do Shaq's party tonight. Mm -hmm. or come fill in for this person. We doing a party for, you know, this mm -hmm. person, that person. That's what I did it for. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, it made it it made it easy when we went to uh we went to court with it. Cause I my brain started thinking, oh, you did this for the culture, bro. Just elevate and move forward from it and mm -hmm. build on something else. Yeah. So my question was, is it a thing where it's like all these major artists you had on Gangsta Grills and Beyond, right? Mm -hmm. Your whole brand. Is it because the, the artists are contract contractually obligated to the label? Them stepping outside of the label, doing these freestyles, doing these drops, things like that. Is that because they're, they're, they're contractually obligated by the label to just drop records for the yeah, label ooh, and not do nothing? outside of it. Everybody got a different contract. Different right? deals. But yeah, they got different deals. Who but sick the feds on? That's what I'm saying. It's like the record label. Do. I don't well, know. Well, definitely somebody at the label doing. made a call. Yeah, I don't know. But we never found out. All we knew was they came, there they saw, a, they went. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think so. It like, niggas got money. I don't like, I don't that. like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, it could have been, but you know, for what we was thinking about, we wasn't thinking about it because, again, we came we came from different rules, bro. Like, if if you say something, that's what it is. So, mm -hmm. like, if I'm I'm running into these DJs and they like saluting me, I'm not mm -hmm. going to second guess anybody saying, 
the niggas getting too much money. Let's push them off the block or whatever it is. You know what I mean? See, I, I wouldn't, just I wouldn't suspect mode. a DJ of doing it because if I'm a DJ, I'm looking at them like a blueprint to the payday. If I do it, if I use this system, I can. I, there's a way to do it. If I call the feds on them, you shut down the whole thing. Now nobody can go in that room anymore. Yeah, they, but they there's, there's the DJs door. that be hating. They just think with their emotions instead of intellect. That's, that's possible. Instead of looking at the blueprint, jacking it, and Find moving, it. moving that, with it. You, I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. And it could be somebody short-sighted like that just hating making it a call. It don't even be any of that. Yeah, because analyzing, this this happened shortly after y'all had some issues with other DJs, right? I never had an issue with no other DJs. Maybe, uh, let me see, did drama have issues? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't remember. If you bring something up, I can answer it. But I, I never had a problem nowhere. That's why I think it's a label. That's why I never had a problem. Yeah, that's why I think it's a label. If you got song. some, if you got some underlying things, you know, who, who, I never. Who did drama say he had drama with? I remember him squashing beef, not necessarily having his own beef. I remember him squat trying to squash the beef between Jeezy yeah, and, and Gucci and, oh, and Ti. And, and, I remember him. And, yeah. All right, so y'all. All right. Yeah, it was with Jeezy. Yeah. Y'all had a falling out. Mm-hmm. We started working with Gucci. So that's funny. When the when the raid happened, me and Drum separated. So we wasn't intentionally. With, we wasn't fucking with each other. We didn't know oh, what was going on because we probably was looking at each other like, "Bro, what do you want? Like, why the fuck? We just ain't fuck with each other." I I got out, um, and some people can look at it in a frantic mode. I went into I went into like survivor mode. Mm. He came out and did a song called Feds is Watching. He came out like, I took the fall of hip. He went straight to the radio station from the jail. Right. It was going crazy. I was like, oh, shit, it's hot. I'm about to lose everything. You know what I'm saying? So, and they was like, no, he bitching. You know what I'm saying? No, he bitching. I'm like, no, I'm not bitching. I'm strategic. Right. I'm just, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when I started seeing little moves, I was like, ah, I'm going to fall back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he peeped the fall back. I think we had some arguments. Um, he was rolling with some people that I wasn't really getting down with like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I'm a step. I did Dr. Dre. I was like, I'm a step. Do my own shit. You know, I know what I'm doing. Uh, was that your mom telling you don't play with the court system? Nah, she was just, I mean, my, my mom was just trying to figure out what it means because the whole time I thought we was doing good. I thought we was doing good for the culture. Right. I didn't think nobody would go against us breaking artists for them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, some of the hosting fees and stuff that we had gotten was like, it was like us, it was a payback for us helping the culture. Mm-hmm. Anybody we helped, it was for that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's just my honest opinion. Like we was, we was having fun, bro. We had so much fun that we didn't have time to think about anything that could have possibly happened in that room. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So nothing. Uh, so when we fell out. Uh, I think that Drum had gotten some, he got some some altercations with Jeezy, but I, I was rocking with Jeezy. Me and Jeezy just always been cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that when that shit got out of hand with them two, um, Drum called me. We wasn't talking. He called me like, yo, we got to put it into the shit. Shit whack. It's getting ugly. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And that's when we started talking, I think, like four or five years after we had fell out. Damn. Yeah, he reached out and was like, yo. We should go get something to eat and you know figure it out. And when we went, when we went, we went to Jersey Mike's and uh, we sat and I had some sandwiches. By the time we got to talking, it was nothing to argue about because we ain't had nothing, no animosity. That's my about question. Nothing. Like right. it didn't seem like beef. Yeah, we didn't have no issue, but 
bro, y'all don't know the half. Like, I don't mm. even know if he told you, like, and I'm be completely real because nobody know the story. When Jeezy did Trapper Die 2, I was dissing him the whole tape. I was dissing him the whole tape. I was coming at him every bar I was talking about. You know what I mean? He's coming at drum? Coming at his neck. And then, <laughs> and then I heard him. But it was, it was an underlying beef that nobody knew. Right. So you think about him on the Gucci tapes or him in the Fab tapes. He was talking shit. And it's funny because I was, I was looking at something you said about snakes on a plane. You never thought you'd be Samuel L. Jackson, right? Right. Drum right. said that on Fab tape, the joint with the shovel. He was like, yeah, I never thought I'd see snakes on a plane. <laughs> right? And I'd come at that nigga said, uh, niggas talk about horses, horses. I fell off the Porsche. You know what I'm saying? So it was shit. We was just going back. You know, John at the time, John had bought this big ass castle and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know what he was doing, but my young my youngins was over his crib. He was like, yeah, I just went over that shit. He ain't had no furniture. I was like, oh, why? You got no furniture in that big ass crib? Watch this. <laughs> I got on the tape. You ain't going to live in that big ass house at all. Yeah, we was just going at it. But, but, the, you know, but nobody knew. Nobody knew. Crazy. We was just on some shit. And we never told the story. We was just going crazy. So I'm, I'm gonna bring this all the way full circle in the right. So well, we constantly every tape, I'm saying some shit, he's saying some shit. I'm saying some shit. He's saying shit to niggas that fuck with me. Right. Like, you know what I mean? He's just dissing. I'm like, oh shit, this is getting crazy, right? So uh the reason I'm bringing that up because when we finally sat down, we really had no 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 issue. Because y'all said everything. <laughs> yeah, said. he was like, yo, and the shit was you saying some shit. I was repeating, I was like, yeah, nigga, you said you had snakes on the plane, nigga. That shit fucked me up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we used to talk about my house, man. That fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like we like it's a true story. Like we right. went through this whole shit, but I'm bringing it full circle because I felt like uh the raid has something to do with us. Uh we were popping crazy and right. i felt like our heads got big and we was just doing weird shit to each other right. you know what i mean mm. we was just we was just this we was just just acting just it was evil bro yeah and i felt like that came through and slowed everything down to a point it was like oh shit and i felt like god was like bro i didn't put you on this position for y'all to be beefing i don't right. give a fuck what it is like stop all that yeah, and i felt like that's what i had an understanding what it was all about it was like oh shit it was about us not building the empire like he wanted us to. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's where uh, it got shaky and that's where it was like we was beefing. It came to an end later on. You know, we laughed right. about, we still laugh about I'm the shit. It, we just right. don't, we tell shit in private because people like, you know what I mean? But this is something like, I speak my mind. So I'm like, man, I want to tell people. People don't know we was Disney Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what, what do you think was the, was the, was the, was the shit that hit that he said and he was like, whoa. Uh, snakes on a plane. Snakes you know what I mean? Because, that, and, and you know, as a business, and I'm going to give you a little bit more, as a business and you have business partners and your friendship, they always say friendship and business don't work. Right. But ours been working. You know what I mean? So when I say things, like when you say things like snakes on a plane, I was irritable. Because I was like, bro, like nigga, I live and die for you. That's mm -hmm. what I was doing. Like, right. I had your back forever. Right. Like, like we should never question that. So mm -hmm. that was kind of like, you know what I mean? That yeah, was like, ah, like, oh, okay, I'm okay, snake, I'm a snake uh, on a plane. On a plane. <laughs> and, it, and it felt like he really didn't want to say it because he really didn't believe it. I think the niggas was around him like, yeah, get that nigga, he's a snake. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to tell you, it was crazy. I was living good. I was having fun and shit. I seen these niggas at the pie bar uh, in Atlanta. So I'm by myself. I always just by myself. I keep my cousin with me or something. Mm -hmm. And he can't, they 
10 deep. You know what I'm saying? They come in a joint. He looked, I told him this all the time. When he came in the party, he looked like a zombie. This nigga looked like Tupac. He walking this like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the corner. I'm like, oh, they, they on. They ain't on nothing. I'm going to see. We see each other. We in the same damn vicinity. Right. Everybody like, what's up? What's up? It ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, nigga, get out of my way. Like, right. it was always that. We seen each other a couple times. Even the people that it was on his team that wasn't fucking with me, I seen them by myself at, like, chicken spots and shit. Right. And they hop out the car, they pull up, they'll give you a little nod, but keep it moving. It wasn't, yo, son. It was this, keep it moving, but we was mm-hmm. in the same spot. So I, that's the temperature I picked up on that. It was like, oh, it ain't really nothing like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It ain't, it did ain't you, shit. Did you have to... Still get those dudes out of his circle, those new faces in the camp. Um, that I you think, think might have caused some friction. I think he started beefing with them internally, mm. and then it became that's where the call came from. It's like, bro, I don't know how I got away from what we was doing. Uh, you need to get. I need to get that synergy back because the way I'm living right now, I'm not really fucking with Ain't it. what I'm doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. Uh, yeah, that was that was basically it. Like you know, we had some mutual friends that would go back and forth between us and you know uh one of them being lake shows one of our business partners he uh he would come to my studio and i'll be over there this is the shit out of drums like yo listen we ain't gonna do all that right right and then he would go to drums side and drama would be like man that motherfucker then he'd be like yo we ain't doing that so he was like one of the the saving spots too right. just always saying like yo we ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna let y'all and he was playing he was on both sides he was getting money with me he was getting money with him mm-hmm. and he was like now nah, we ain't gonna do that, and I remember that for the rest of my life because I feel like that's one of the points that was just like, okay, that's a real home. Yeah, yeah, he did that. He did that. That's a real home. Salute. 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 They don't always Salute. do it like that. Some people look at those as opportunities to play one side or for the other. Yeah. Right. A lot of people do that. Yeah. Put, put, put their hand and stir shit up. Position. Yeah, stir shit up. Yeah, yeah. So you know, with that being said, we built like we built what we came to. Like when we sat down and talked. I had moved to LA. I took a I took a job with Def Jam, and uh, I was the vice president, uh, A and R. And what year was that? This was like 2012. I okay. remember that. And uh, I remember that's that. when I had to lift up the hood and try to figure out what the hell the labels be doing. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So when I went, no ID as another one is like mm-hmm. one of my so favorites. That's like uh, one of my closest guys. He was the one who brought me in. He was like, yo. We gonna run the regime, try to figure out how to break these artists da, 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 inside the building. You know what I mean? So <laughs> when we was doing it, uh, I was in Cali and Drumhead hit me like, "Yo, when you get back to Atlanta, I want to show you something." I'm like, "All right, cool." I slide back to Atlanta. He showed me Main Streets, where was the studio that he built, and he had a couple of rooms. And I went in there. I was like, "Oh shit, you got the radio room. Mm-hmm. You got this room over here." The Feng Shui was there, but he didn't had a, he had <coughs> equipment because at the time they called me the Wizard through the whole career because I knew the right speakers all to get. Right. I knew all the you know technical shit. So when I came in, I was like, oh, I'm checking this shit out. I'm like, oh, you know I can make all this shit. Fine, we can do this. He was like, come on, man, let's do it. And that's how we started getting back in the flow. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried yeah. to. <laughs> I'm laughing because I tried to get a job. At Main Street? At, no, at Def Jam. Oh, at Def Jam. Oh, at Def Jam. When you, when, you took, when you were over there? Yeah. Wow. 2012. I, Can't I, shot you down. Oh, no. I never, I never <laughs> got to meet him. I never got to meet him. They told me he was in Cali. Mm-hmm. He was the guy I had to talk to. I was so stuck out here working. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to Cali, 
I didn't even think to set up anything. I never, I never got to set, sit wild. down with you at all. But I was like this close. I was like two people away from you know because you got to call yeah. somebody to call. I was this close. I had just left the source, maybe like a year before, mm. two thousand in the 2010, I just left the source. Yeah, that's wild. And A&R for Def Jam would have been like the dream job. Mm, but the guy who's in charge was in <laughs> California. You, you know what's <laughs> funny? I, I, I didn't even want that job. I just did it because I know Ain't New ID bitch. had my back. And <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why. Bitch. When, when I, was, I was working so closely with rappers, mm-hmm. when you went to the building, you was the suit. So you True, turned the yeah. other side. So everybody don't want to fuck with you no more. Like mm-hmm. people would just be like, yo, I know you, but why you got the suit on? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When right. the suit came off, yo, welcome back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, right, so right. that's where I was like, in those years, like I enjoyed learning and I enjoyed what I was doing, but it was some of the roughest patches I went through with artists. Like they they never wanted to not fuck with me, but it was just like, bro, you're on their side now. So I don't get those same What was the biggest eye opener? Uh, working with Jeezy because we worked our whole career, but he was at Def Jam and I almost felt like he couldn't give me the information that he normally would because of my job and, mm. and mm. I was playing that close. So he would he would play me records and I'm like, oh, these crazy. But he'll come to the building and play a whole nother set because I felt like he was like he was trying to figure it out. He was just mm-hmm. trying to figure out the right Who thing Who side are you on really? Yeah. And, right. you know, and he was like, you my man, 50 grand. But I felt like it still was something there. I was like, damn, it's the suit, bro. It's, it's the, the suit. suit. He, he, yeah, he's like respecting your job. At the yeah, end of the day, he yeah. doesn't want to put you in a wild yeah. position. So, so what, what was the what was the difference between the records? Um, I don't, and, and this ain't. I'm just giving you an example. This ain't the only thing. I just was feeling it, so I'm just speaking on it. I just felt like uh, he'll play certain records, but then he wouldn't give me permission to like really move like I wanted to move with the records because again, I'm on that side now. Mm-hmm. So you know, my intel my my intellect is different. You know, my intel is different. You know, what, mm-hmm. I mean? but what was the danger in that? So I'm trying to figure uh, out. Being close to people in there, trying to get us to finish albums, trying to get, you know what I'm saying? Uh, get people excited in the building about music because, you know, artists will pop up when they want to, do what they want to, drop when they want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ain't no such thing as the schedule. They be when I want to drop. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like the building was looking at me like, yo, what's up? And I'm like, man, I ain't got no answers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I get a couple records. I'm like, look, y'all happy? Look, I got this moving, da 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 da. And then it'd be the whole new album on the other side where he'd be going straight to the label. But he had his business, you know yeah. what I mean? So I felt like it was a lot of it was a lot of that going on. And and again, it's not malicious. I felt I felt where he was coming from. I was a suit, and you know, for the life of hip hop, we just you know. To play the electric guitar, you know, on the mountain, you know what I'm saying? So I felt like it was like, it was you became that guy? Nah, but nah, I just, that's how they, that's how we, we carry the culture like that. We look at it like that. When somebody's in a the building, they'd be like, what's your, what's your angle? You know what I mean? What yeah. you're doing? It's not the same as me. I can't run around with the artist like I used to without the suit on. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's because your opinion at that point meant no. Yeah, it was political. You know I mean? It was a political answer every yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like before, yeah. uh, 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 Cannon ain't really feeling that record. That's cool. Yeah, but now it's like Cannon ain't feeling the record. Right. God damn. So what? What we gonna do? Yeah, we gotta go we gotta make go, another go, one. Yeah, you know what I mean? right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where it was coming from. From me, I was like, oh, okay. It's the suit. 
because as soon as I'm telling you, as soon as I popped out of that joint, it was like everybody was like, yo, we was waiting for you to get that off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, wow. so what's so what's better, uh, major or independent? I like both of them. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm, you know, I've heard the hard stories about people getting a deal. It's always been a dream of us since the '80s to get a deal, bro. We always the early hip hop used to torment people for not having a deal. Everything in their raps was, yeah. I got a deal. You don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, man, you know, man, man, really that was the end. Like if a nigga said anything mm. they want, you ain't a street nigga, you ain't this, you ain't a dirt. It's, it's like, like nigga, you ain't got no deal. deal. It's like, ah, oh, I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. I'm dead in the water. So if right. you really dope, why ain't you signed yet? There you no. go. Mm. There, there you go. go. Oh, and Mob Deep. Mob uh uh niggas wanna talk shit, see me when you get a record deal. See what I'm saying? Mm. So that was the big thing then. And I feel like I can't tell people not to get a record deal. I just say get a smart deal. Uh, uh, everybody ain't built for independence. You know what I mean? You got to right. be a real natural Facts. hustler to do that. Them, right. them, the hustling they was doing in Houston, them guys, like, they natural hustlers. They know how to do that out the trunk. Some people in New York know how to do it out the trunk. It, everywhere, but everybody not a hustler. Everybody can go in that booth and say some great raps, but everybody don't got the hustle. You know what I'm saying? Some people can hustle, but not that good on the mic. Move it. Yeah. So um, that's why I said, like, it's either way you want to do it. You mm -hmm. know, it's an upside to both. You know, it's a, a downside to both. Like independent, you spend all your bread on it. People think you're making all your bread back. You got to chase your money down. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're in the building. You got to chase your money down. But you get a bigger light, you might end up on Jimmy Fallon. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Independent, you may not. It's the, in, in, in modern day now, you might run into Jimmy Fallon and be on a show just because he fuck with you. But, you know, coming up through hip hop, we didn't have that. So, you know, right. um, mm -hmm. we teaching we teach independence as a culture and teaching people to own, own their masters and all that. And I, I respect all that, but some people need to take a, a step first in some of these buildings and just get, get a piece. And I'm not saying just sign anything, right. but just, you know, understand the language, get with somebody, know the language, and kind of learn, you know what I mean? Should, should there be, okay, is there a natural order to that? Like, is there, is there a, okay, you need to go independent first and then get a deal or well that's how we need to get it. the deal yeah that's how we run it up hot, go independent yeah. that's what y'all do yeah that's how you run it up i mean again people was looking at us like mm, you know they ain't no real threat until mm. you figure out going and it's like oh okay we got to be in business with these guys mm -hmm. it's going to get out of it's going to get out of control because right. at some point you know and, and and where we're at now in music it's like they're running it up and it's like i don't need no deal I own all my shit. I'm sharing it with whoever produced. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I'm going straight to DSPs. Before you had to go talk to Rock and Soul, like, yo, listen, I'm an artist. I need to sell my joint in the, in, the, in, the, uh, in the fucking store and I got to do all this. Now it's not that. It's like you press one button for free. You up on so, every platform in the world. So yeah. you're getting a different. And if you don't have that, you're on IG and, and going to the world. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like in those spaces, you get, you've gotten smarter, but at the same time, again, everybody not built to be independent. You know what I mean? And it's, that's not a bad thing. No, it's not, not a bad. Not thing. at all. Not you at talk all. about not being a, not being a hustler like that's a that's salt yeah. on you. It's yeah. not it's not a bad thing. Some people are just really really creative. Yeah. And going out there and, and doing all about that, their art. Yeah, and doing all the marketing and all that other stuff. That's not them. I've seen people fuck their careers up because they want to wear so many hats. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a hat you you want to be the manager, you want to be the producer, you want to be the, you want to shoot the video. 
What Meanwhile, will, you uh, not to cut you off. What I will speak on you is the bad math and the bad English in them contracts. Facts. You know what I mean? Facts. I'll speak on that. And them contracts need to be one page. All these. The, I agree. Where is art thou? All that shit I, that I got agree. to be dispelled because it's a whole bunch of I, bad. I, I, I tell businesses that you know if, if it's more than four pages, don't even send it. Facts. It, Facts. It's, it's too late yeah. for that. Yeah, you get a record deal, thirty eight pages. It's too late. For that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's too late. It's too late to go backwards. Yeah. It, it'll never be one page. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know why? Because somebody, somebody make, always makes a better mousetrap. There you go. The guy who had a one page contract got jerked by the dude who figured out a way around it. There so somebody had to come up with language to beat that. And then the artist came back and jerked him there. Somebody had to come back and beat like it's it's too far gone now. You you need it because nobody comes in with the best intentions. Nobody's the villain in their story, and everybody is looking to get one up on somebody else. It's very rarely it's where fact. it's like, listen, if you go fifty, I'll go fifty. That's and fact. if you go hundred, I'll go hundred. And let's meet at the top and let's be happy for each other's success. That rarely happens. So now I got a contract that says. I'm going to go 50. And this dude comes back with language that says, I'm going to go 50, but I'm going to do it in twice the time. Like, you know, it's going to take me three years instead of your one. So I'm going to stretch my shit out. You're going to be paying off. Everybody, there's there's always somebody looking for an advantage. So the contracts can't be one page anymore because we're we're too far going. Have you ever seen a situation that was completely fair and you were like, oh, this is beautiful. In or out the building? Um, Either one. In the building, I haven't seen nothing completely fair. I've, I, I think that our contracts we do are completely fair, and I think that we get the, the face smack for it. You know what I mean? Because, you know, some of the stuff we went through, our artists and people saying we steal money and all that. I think yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's like a smack in the face because, bro, we did everything to make you the best artist in the world, and it's like we still in that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm see? not saying everybody. Everybody in that space uh, is not stealing or people don't have fair contracts. I'm just speaking for what we do. Like right. I stand on, hate, I hate bad math and bad bad English. And I say that mm-hmm. because all that stuff I look at, it's like all these numbers is weird, bro. It's all weird stuff. So I've seen, honestly, I've seen some 50-50 contracts that was good. I've seen some people get the upper hand, but again, it's a space where we trying to collect money. We don't know where it's coming from. You got mm-hmm. biggest sales in Australia and all that. You tracking all this stuff down, and the numbers is different. Like my, my main thing is like we looking at Spotify and I got a billion streams, but it's point zero 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 one two four five of a penny on a stream. Who's making the numbers? Yeah, oh, we the Google we'll talked that. about that. Yeah, who's we'll making the numbers? That. Yeah, who is you to pop up tomorrow and send us an email like, yo, the rates changed. And now you're getting this for a stream. It's like, where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. And why we don't know? Why but we don't no, know they, no, there's an answer. People know. Guru explained it. It makes sense. It just really takes some sitting down and figuring out. You have yeah. to understand that it's a fluid scale. Facts. And as far as contracts are concerned, again, that's another fluid scale. You guys do fair business and got accused of stealing. That's right. See how fast that happened? Two seconds ago, a page with one, a contract with one page was a good look. Yep. Until somebody accuses you of stealing. Mm-hmm. Now there's no language in that contract that protects you from the person who said you were stealing. Yeah. But if the language was there, it said no because right here says where we can't steal from you. So, so why don't you just you add in the contract, yo, you can't come out publicly and say we steal. <laughs> <laughs> why not yeah. do that? Because then you look guilty. 
two mean, people, two people that's genius in, in paperwork and knowing this game. One of them is Salam Remy. Oh, oh, salute. You go speak to that man. Like, I don't know if y'all gonna have him, but you speak to that man. He's one of the smartest dudes across the board. You know, mm -hmm. he, he does things independently. He put out sample libraries. He has licensing and all that. Like, dude is smart as shit. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, uh, a lot of these people. Yeah, shout out to Salam for that. And then, you know, again, no ID. Like, them two dudes are smart as hell. Uh, I don't know if y'all know about Traxter. Legendary dude. He used yeah. to do all the you know stuff in Chicago. Twisted shit. He's yeah. another guy that's smart as shit, bro. These guys are smart. Shout out to shout out to Traxxas. That adrenaline yeah. rush album was yeah. a classic. Shout the Traxxas. Salute. Like, I got a chance to meet him through No ID, and uh, through the business we've done with like music and stuff. Like, I just always hear his name as somebody that investigates and learns every little thing. So anything he say, I just want to sit back and hear what he got to say. Right. You know what did what you mean? learn from? him? Bad math and bad English. That ain't something I made up. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That was something like where we sitting in the round table and we just all talking about, yo, we gonna keep dealing with bad math or we, how we gonna, yeah. you know, get our money. You know? But he was real technical. Uh and you know, I just hear when you say when you, know, you say bad math, you talking about the streaming service? Numbers, numbers, money, what we actually making. You right. know what I mean? Why are they giving you a million dollars all of a sudden? Why are you only giving me 300000 Every time I recruit, why are you going to try to throw more money at me? Like, what am I really supposed to be getting? What can I really make based right. on my pipeline? I don't even know what my pipeline is worth. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know. Because it's like behind the curtain. Like. Yeah. Snoop said he never seen a publishing check. Is it because they took us publishing or is we really don't know how to calculate publishing and where is it coming from and how do we receive it? Or did he sign it stuff. over? It's a lot of stuff that's going on. So, uh, Ain't that what lawyers are, lawyers are for? Uh, yeah. But I mean, lawyers are playing the game too. If you can afford one, yeah. yeah. And whose lawyer is it? Playing the game. Too I'm many saying, people use the wrong person's attorney. Yeah, some some great lawyers out there, but again, they dealing with the bad math, and yeah. they work for you. Like we can't tell a lawyer. I mean, the lawyer can't tell us what to do. We they work for us. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I want that deal bad enough, he gonna figure out how to get it as best as he can for right. me to got not to get robbed to get in that position. But at the same time. If he's getting a percentage of that situation, he might just encourage you into it so he can get paid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But the, but the way I'll be looking at it too is like, right, we have mad examples of uh, artists' deals going wrong, mm -hmm. right? They get jerked, whatever the case may be. They may not have the bread to get their own lawyer to be over their contracts and stuff like that. But then the labels on their side continue to take advantage. Yeah. For the most part, and and then when you have these distribution services that 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 are out, mm -hmm. the Spotify's, the, the audio, audio Max, all these just different distros that saying, "Yo, I'll give you eighty percent, yep, of your own profit," and I'm just gonna take twenty. So that's what I'm talking about with the bad math. Like, why well, can't get a hundred? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they want to make But in contrast to a regular yeah. label deal. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. I would rather go to a distro and say, I'm gonna upload my own music, I'm gonna save my opinions. Yeah, but now, now now you have to now you have to compete with people who have budgets that dwarf your whole shit. Right. You yeah. got you you yeah. now you fine. Yep. Go put out your shit as much as you want. No problem. And it's the equivalent of selling out of the trunk in front of juniors on Flatbush Avenue. While you're underneath a billboard I don't agree of a dude with that. who's got their own shit. I don't shit. agree with that. You know why? Because you got TikTok. You got Instagram. You There's got all these millions. Labels, oh, God. Are look, labels are looking at 
that Playboy it has it a leverage system. It don't deal. But that don't equate to nothing. The, the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they, the, the labels have that on Smash yeah. too. They have the money to go do that too. Mm-hmm. They have the money to go trick the algorithm too. And that mm-hmm. kind of money is a write-off for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 there's no place you can go play where they can't pull up yeah, I'm in a with a bigger bag. moment where I feel like we don't control the algorithm like they say we do. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's where I've been. Like when I search for artists, I don't touch nothing that's got something to do with some analytics or, mm-hmm. or algorithm because yeah. I'm going to find a kid out here. He's he talking about mine. He talking about the summer's kid. Like I ain't trying to go on TikTok and hear his music. He's going to play it for you. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to get yeah, the diamonds. Shoes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right, I'm not right, trying right. to. So all that, that stuff could be manipulated. I mean, get I that A and R job afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, and the cap is so heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah, yeah. Right. Somebody sent me like, yo, you need to get this artist on your platform. I'm like, <laughs> click. Yeah. Oh, million followers. Okay. You see the video? Click. Yeah. Oh shit! This shit got six thousand comments. Really? Clicked on the comments, scroll, scroll, you pay for scroll, those. scroll. After a while, it came to one comment that was posted thousands of times. That's crazy. Mm. And I was like, damn. You've been ratfished. If I didn't keep scrolling, mm-hmm. I would have thought this person was, was lit. Fire! Mm-hmm. They do that on the gram too. And I'm showing my girl, I'm like, look at this baby. <laughs> this shit crazy yeah. right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One comment. Like 2,000 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't I have like, to learn my lesson either. You'll go to these uh, shows like Rolling Loud and all that, and this dude's popping on the gram, and then you see the crowd and nobody's moving, or he don't have the crowd, mm-hmm. or he wants to go on tour and he getting a thousand room venue and he sold 10 tickets. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he canceled the tour. So I know what that's all about. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not buying into none of that. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't go for the forty million on TikTok and mm-hmm. all that. Like, mm-hmm. unless it's a superstar is moving, that's where it get a little tricky because it's like, oh, we watching the analytics of the artist right. doing something and they're just copying it because he's the star right. instead of new people coming up. I just can't. It's too easy, bro. Yeah. Anybody can get on the TikTok and so get busy. How you do you mean? feel about streaming farms? Um, it's, just, it's cheating. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's cheating. Code. Perfect. Code. Uh, but you can't. You can never really tell where it's coming from or who's working for you. Period. You know right. what I mean? Because somebody, again, like you can go on a gram and post a picture, right, of us together. He can go and get one of the websites and put ten thousand likes on there and turn his back. And you never know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we don't know right. never where it's coming from. I can be like, yeah, I got a billion streams. We don't know where it's coming from. We don't know right. if a person just randomly wanted to be, like, you know. Put out a joint. Two hundred phones in the basement. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like who, who, who hired them? Why it's they like, want it? Oh, how I get that? You know, we all used to get hyped like, oh, our views is going up, but you naturally know it from the content and the people that you're running into and it, and you see. Right, your that's the only way we can really find out what's going on with people in the streets. Right, you know what I mean. The, right. I noticed that that's what you did because when once he mentioned Shaw Summers, mm-hmm. you asked your man. Yep. You from VA, yo, you heard of this person? That's right. So that keeping your ear to the street, that's the organic way. The that's artists the, be the last way. people to know, unfortunately. Yes. Right. The artists will be the last person to know. You can be in the building, really think you're doing your numbers. Somebody in the building hired the farm. 
You didn't know. Mm. It's a little. It's a little note in your budget. Little ten thousand dollar <laughs> note in your budget. Yo, it's a nigga with a ski mask coming at ah. the back door, collecting all. Yup. Yeah. Y'all ain't going back into the basement. <laughs> was there more? Was there more money involved when there was actual physical CDs, or is there more money now with the streaming? That's more money nice. with the streaming. And was there more control? Was there more control with right? Because like. If, if all right, so if a, you do a stream, yeah, and say I don't know how it would go, what a CD go for now fifteen dollars or something, depending on where it's ten dollars. So $7. with a stream, you would get the majority of that because, like, with a CD when we were in the game, I understand from when y'all were making CDs, you probably made ninety percent of the profit. Yeah, so you speaking from a streaming side making money. Like on a uh, on a label side or independent? All right, independent because okay. now that the CDs have the physical CDs have been taken away, yeah. you have no more control. Like you could be your own record label back then when you had the physical CDs, yeah. Because all you had to do was get an artist, and if you wanted to sell fifty thousand, you had to get fifty thousand CDs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If you want to go so, go. So the production yeah. line. Yeah. To answer the question, to and not to cut you off. No. The production the production line is different. And what I mean by that is it costs $5 to make a CD, right? You mm -hmm. sell it for $10, $15. 10 cents. And you got to add, you got everybody get paid from it. With the streaming now, I'm seeing people get money like Mozzie, uh, Money Man, all these guys independent, Dolph, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. uh, they was getting huge amount of money just off streams because it was indie. The money scale is different. You're not paying. You got to get it from them. They send you a check, like or something. Yeah, so you're not really uh, paying for a lot. It's no real besides giving him no his publishing. Yeah, the overhead right. on the yeah. production line is different. Right. Yeah. Like it costs all that stuff. You got to get covers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, hey, some of these kids just put a picture off their gram on their joint and they be popping. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For right. cover. So, like the production line, like the money's different than. When you had to go through all the stuff, you had to promote and all that. Now you just sit it up there and then you'll wake up one day and the kids knight you. You're the new rapper. Now your stream's through the roof. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Aiden Ralston came on there and said you were this hottest kid out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, everybody's calling you and you're doing every podcast in the world and then you just got hot. That's just how the shit happens now. Kids wake up and knight whoever they want and they, and they <clears throat> good night whoever they want. They'll be like, yo, he ain't it no more. He's it, you know what I mean? So that's just how the, that's how it is now. But you're making money. You think about how many? Just think about in our color. I mean, black people got diamond records right now. You right. know what I mean? Like that's crazy. We wasn't seeing that shit back then like that. Di yeah. A diamond plaque. Yeah, that's crazy. Small right? percentage wow, of artists. Cra and multiple. Yeah. Like Cardi yeah. B got multiple diamond plaques. Right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But but did it mean more back then? I don't think so. I think a diamond plaque is a diamond plaque. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, but, I it, but it's due to streaming now. No, nah, I think yeah, it, I think I it is. How many how many streams does it take to go diamond now? That's tough because again we in like bad billion? we, we in bad bad math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You don't you know, know which, what, what what it is. What what equates to what? Right. That's why yeah. I that's why I disagree. Outcast went diamond. That means all those people went and brought that. But shit. not necessarily. They might have shipped diamond. Just, no, no. Diamond. Even, even if they diamond. shipped it, that still means those joint. The the need was out there to ship that many, mm -hmm. which is why I think it's it's different from a click. 
But a group I think that a physical know, is different from a clip. A group that you're not familiar with, you hear went diamond, you're probably going to go investigate <laughs> and yeah. see why they diamond. So that's mm-hmm. going to add That's gonna add to the sale. But, it, but again, that's a click. That's a click. Right. I can literally go on YouTube, click the one song, but, oh, I know that song, and then never go back to it, as opposed to having the physical thing in my hand. As collectors, I'm, it's I'm willing, from- I'm willing to argue that and challenge that only because if we go on by... Uh, the actual outcome of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Outcast sold Diamond, they had 60,000 people in the crowd. This kid's going Diamond and having 60,000 people in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He's making the same amount of money. They're making the same amount of money or mm-hmm. more. So I'm willing to say that Diamond back then meant something from a from an honor standpoint more than it meant equation because right. you got, again, Coachella got 100,000 people there. If mm-hmm. Uzi Vert is doing that and he got the whole people moving or when you saw DMX did Woodstock and they went crazy mm-hmm. it was what it was I'm happy to see LL Cool J I'm bad or 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 like we talked about shook ones or whatever go diamond because it was like hey we never got that chance if streaming wasn't here right you know what I mean right. and it's quite in the same way like you're gonna see the same amount of people if they do a festival right here on one on one two fifth and they left the street open and right. it's a hundred thousand people out there right. in comparison to now, so, it's just so the streaming extended the shelf life. I think so. But then we just yeah. get finished talking about a dude who's at Coachella, who doesn't move the crowd, but he yeah. got millions and millions of likes. I'm just talking about the people that's really selling diamonds. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know right, right, right. Let's talk about, right. let's not, talk about not, the people that's really guy. selling records. Like the headliner and mm-hmm. the pay is because they're looking at, yo, if he's that headliner, we selling out our concert. You see Playboy Cardi at the headline? Facts. Done, done. facts. You know what I'm saying? Right. You see Drake up there, done, done. Right. You see, you know what I mean? It's just people mm-hmm. that you see at them headlines. It's like, oh, we're paying them the best money because it is what it is. And they went diamond, you know, most but of the But these are people who I think would have also, just the names you're mentioning, the people who I think would have excelled in that other time period. That's a fact. In the time period of CDs. That's a fact. Which is why I don't, which is why, again, CDs for me equal more of a commitment from the buyer than just clicking on something and then it's not tangible. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. You don't you don't that's own true. it. You don't have it. That's true. If right. I if I go to any, you don't have to wait in the cold for it. I agree. If I go to any producer, any 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 dude who's a vinyl digger, like goes after the vinyl, and I say I can get you the exact same record, but it's digital. Yep. You'll never be able to physically touch it. You'll never be able to physically do anything with it. And I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna take the real one you got, and this one will last forever. Right. They're gonna tell I'm me. Si- that- I'm gonna side with you on that. Physical definitely is better. And that, that's where I, that's where I get. Remember uh, what Dredge was talking about, as far as the lawsuit, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's a class action lawsuit, in, right? Mm-hmm. That um, Dredge from Black Sheep is spearheading, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is, artists pre-streaming, right? There was a clause, right? He said inside of their contracts that stated any unforeseen occurrences, right? As far as the music is concerned, the artist that signed whatever said contract with the label is supposed to get 50% of mm-hmm. their sales. Right. So Dre's argument with this lawsuit is, how is it that we not getting 50% of our streams? How is it that you selling my shit for- On streaming platforms. On streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Who's in charge of this? So essentially they're suing the, the major labels. Yeah, yeah streams didn't exist when they signed their contract. Right. So now that streaming is a new thing, there was no renegotiation. Right. Yeah. So Dredge's thing is you're licensing my shit to a place that we never talked about. Where when they were selling anything. physical copies, yeah. they was getting that breath. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. You understand what I'm sure. saying? I definitely agree. Again, that's bad math. 
You know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Like I don't know if I like that term. Bad mathematics. I don't go there. It doesn't make it any better. Somebody in Wu Tang mad. It's mathematics. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take a five minute break. Smack rapper, only smack rapper that you know is smack rappers. Got bars, I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star, I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends leave earth, you heard. Got your baby mama thirst, you heard. Feel the flow, nigga, throw it in reverse. This the way you need to surf, you heard.